0: This is Ken Baroff, formerly of Impel Marketing, Skybox, Fleer, Fleer Skybox, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. So come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He was last seen muttering about Skybox becoming self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, August 29th, 1997 and unleashing the card apocalypse on humanity. It's Norrin Rad. (laughs)
2: Hey, everybody <laughs> still don't know how I found myself out of those woods, though. No, 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 no. Uh, no very, no. very dark time in my life. It, it was We 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 will not
1: dwell. We will not dwell. This is a podcast, not therapy, dear. That's right. Um, That's right. But um, interestingly, before I go into why I, I I mangled the word skybox to skynet while I was doing that that rather convoluted intro, um, did you know we are now past the point in time that they sent. Um, my father is. Uh, yes. What, yes. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. That point in time passed a few years ago. Yeah. So we are now further ahead than Terminators' future, where they sent yeah. back Kyle yeah. Reese.
2: Or that time I went back and hit on my mom. That was super weird. But yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. being back. Now
1: that's good. we won't talk about that anyway. No. Um, so the the, re- <laughs> the reason I it's falling apart already. Yeah. Um, stick with us, Ken. Um, the reason I was <laughs> talking about Skybox. Oh dear. We really do need to script these better. Um, the reason I'm talking about Skybox is we have a guest today. Um, and I'm really excited because um, today's guest and I have been going back and forth, I guess, for a couple of months now. Um, what with um, everything going on in the world and um, schedules and, and just memories, um, yeah. I think it's, it's taken us a little bit of time to hook this up. So um, without further ado, um, we're joined by Ken Baroff, who used to work back in the day at skybox good morning ken good morning
0: gentlemen thank you for having me on
1: oh more than of welcome course. more than welcome pleasure is ours um i i kind of found you by um partly by stalking your linkedin profile so if you keep getting pings that i'm looking at your linkedin profile that's probably um a little bit creepy and you can put a sense it's dis- it's like. weird for sure gosh yeah, yeah. It, sorry <laughs> Sorry, um, but I noticed, and I, for the life of me, I can't find it now because I, I did screen cap it. So your job title, and I wanted to ask this for the longest for the longest time, and here we are, was SBU Director Entertainment yeah. at fleer Skybox from yeah. ninety one to ninety six.
0: What does SBU stand for? What does that mean? Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, here's up. So there's, actually, there's actually a whole story behind that. But so when we all started. In the early 90s, we were all marketing managers. Mm. And there was this guy who was actually, I think he ended up doing the DC cards. Um, I won't name names to protect the innocent. (laughs) And he, he was really on this deal where... He wanted us to be named business unit directors because he was so we're getting there. Right. You got the B and the U. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so we uh, settled in on this and I didn't care. You know, I was like in my 20s and I didn't whatever. And uh, they are strategic business units. So an SBU, not SVU. Yeah, just a strategic business unit director. And I got this cool title, and I forgot that that's the way I put it on LinkedIn, and who the hell would know what that means? <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> it sounds I like really tactical gear or something. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just, it was. You know, it's a cool title,
2: though. The, the things we call ourselves, right? Oh, the labels well, we give ourselves for our right. security.
0: Yes, I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm a strategic business unit director. It just seemed too long.
1: It sounds like you're the leader of a squadron. Yeah, of, of, that's of, what I'm of, thinking. Of, of, it of, cool like though. a platoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is
0: cool, and I suppose, in a sense, I was at the time. But who knew? Well,
1: wow. <laughs> we. Um. Funny <laughs> I've got two job titles at the moment in my current role, depending on which client I'm talking to. But we'll we'll, we'll not go into that. Um. So I. <laughs> I um, I found so, before we go go into kind of you know all the all the juicy stories and, and tales I'm sure you've got in that in that brain of yours. Um, I found you because um, in our um, in the groups that that I started on Facebook, we're lucky enough to have Joe Jisco, Um and um, he often posts and contributes and he's, he's, he's really generous with his time to do that. Um, and a lot of the collectors really, really kind of dig that um, interaction with him. And, and a lot of the other artists like Simone Bianchi's there and, and Dave DeVries and people like that. Julie, um, wow. Julie, yeah, Julie's there. Um, and... He, um, I'm, I'm also f- friends with him on Facebook. And Joe <laughs> often says when he posts that he's got loads of friends. Um, but, you know, he's just accepted over the years. So I saw a post of his. And it was, and at this point, I'm going to share my screen because I think this would be quite quite fun for you to, if I can figure out how to share my screen. Fun <laughs> bon as
0: described by, this could you, be a cringy memory. This could be a Comic-Con cringy, or, or, cringy it's, memory. It's, well, I know, God I, knows what there could be. Me.
1: I don't know if it's cringy. No, no, it's, it's not too bad. I'm not about to ambush you. So basically, <laughs> Joe posted, Joe posted, and I have asked his permission. If but We won't post this up on the tasting notes unless Joe gives us permission. So we'll just talk about it for now. So if he doesn't give us permission, then listeners will have we'll to use just use their imagination. Cover yeah, exactly. Up. The names have been uh, changed to protect the innocent. So I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for my screen to catch up. So can you see what I've just put up on screen?
0: I... I can see it and I remember it distinctly. That is Comic Con.
1: So that is, um, so it's a, it's a post um, where, uh, from 1992, San Diego Comic Con, yeah. um, uh, with project Edis editor Bob. Rudiansky, that's a great yep. name. And Skybox is Ken Barrow, which is you, uh, presenting me, Joe, with a commemorative Marvel watch, which I still have as a thank you for my work on the very first Marvel Masterpieces set. Yep. And probably not dying while trying to meet the incredibly tight deadline. Um, <laughs> and, and and what I love about this photo, um, as well as mm-hmm. it being a um, portrait of the artist as a younger man in, in more than one case, is that wonderful t shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. With the my hero, from, okay, from Masterpieces ninety two. Yeah. Um I, 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 do you, I mean, I'm guessing you remember, but it, it's all this happening and how crazy so, a promotional. So
0: check this out. I I can tell you several things about that picture. Yes. So okay. I don't have the exact same picture, but I have a similar one. Mm. I wish I I wish I brought it. Or I'm standing next to Joe when. It's. It was m- probably minutes before where he's signing a bazillion of the um, cards yes. as people are coming through. And I'm standing there like a, the, you know, I was like his protector. He's Joe, the nice guy. He is the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And – um I had to be sort of the jerk to, like, cut the line off and let him use the bathroom and, (laughs) you know, or say to people, "Okay, he's been here for two hours. We need a break. (laughs) So I was I was like the schmuck, the sergeant at arms. Now, Joe, Mm -hmm. as I hope you probably know, you know, was a cop in New York. Oh, yes. Yes. So he's like this 800 pound gorilla. He's the nice guy. I'm all of five foot six and 140 (laughs) pounds soaking wet. I'm his sergeant at arms. So that was funny. Um, But that shirt. um, So one of the things we used to do at Impel early on, because we didn't know how the card stuff was going to go. We had a um, product that we, we got permission from the licensees, from the licensors to do card shirts. So early on, so for Marvel Universe 1, 2, 3, it was probably, yeah, like 90 through 92, we had this card shirt series. So I was actually hawking product there because you could send in a, um, I don't remember, like it was a check and pick your favorite card and we would make it into a card shirt for you. What? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So yeah. help me God. It's, <laughs> and that's probably the only card shirt. I probably had some other ones, but that one I remember. So my son, who is now 30 years old, or he's going to be 30 in a couple of, couple of days. Um, oh, happy birthday, Ken's has, son. Yes. He still has that shirt. His name's Daniel. He still oh. has that tattered old card shirt with wow. Wolverine on it. And the image, it's not its not that crisp and beautiful anymore, but that shirt still exists 30 oh, years what? later. What? 28 years later. Yep. I know
2: everyone's going to be asking that question too. It was like, okay, so does he have any more shirts left? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <So> no, <that's... laughs> that was,
0: that was, it wasn't one of a kind, but that was, uh, isn't that cool?
2: Yeah. That is really cool. I've never seen it before. I've never, I didn't even had no idea that was even done
0: card at shirts. all.
2: That's it really cool. And I love that you card. could pick which card you would want, too. Which yes. Is, wow. See, that's it the way to do it, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: This reminds me of the um, the uh, few episodes back, Noreen. We did. Um, we were looking at all those promo cards. Yes. And we had this X-Force one. I don't know. Um, let me just um, stop sharing my screen um, <laughs> so that we can. <laughs> there we go. There you guys Hopefully. are. <laughs> marvelous let me get that off my screen there we go so we had this and this is an impel one so this is an x-force one yes that's right uh, and we were talking about this one because we were um and you yeah. could choose one of those designs see and have that come to you because uh, that was so t- t- be, we put yeah. those
0: in the card pack so that that's people right. could buy but f- by masterpieces i'm 99 percent. now you're gonna now that's a, i want to fact check myself on this but i think masterpieces <laughs> you could get any one of the hundred cards. Which wow! Is super, super cool.
2: I actually never knew you could. So this is new to I. me. I had no idea. Um, yeah. I'm not wow. saying you can now. I'm sure uh, you couldn't. Oh. Oh, okay. So what are we doing here then? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. What is uh, this? <laughs> this was all about 12. that shirt. Okay. I've sent, I've, sent, I've sent loads of those in.
1: I never get anything back. My <laughs> checks are getting cashed. I've no idea what's going on. <laughs>
2: no
1: idea what's going uh, on. So so let's um let's let's. let's, let's Back up a bit, just just a touch, because um, you mentioned Impel, and my understanding, because I'd I'd look around, obviously a lot of this stuff happened pre-internet, so the amount of information there is, and certainly the amount of pictures there is, is pretty much based on anyone who's written a blog post. A Wikipedia entry, which is slim, but you know, yeah, not based on an awful slim. lot of verifiable yeah. sources, um, and um, scanned in press releases, um, mm-hmm. and I've got a couple that I, I really like, and we'll come on, we'll come on to. Um, but um, my understanding is that it was Impel, then it became Skybox. So you were there when it was
0: Impel. Yes. Well, I was I was there for the conversion, and I can explain how and why that happened, which is. It's a kind of an interesting history. Yeah, go, you, want, you want to know about the golden yeah. age of trading cards? Yes, in, sir. In, and who the and who the heck knew that we were that we were headed into that? But um, so uh, there's a uh, tobacco company down here in Durham, North Carolina, Liggett Myers Tobacco, mm. um, as a hedge against uh, the fact that uh, cigarettes at that time were yeah you know, they're with with health and wellness and all the obvious things and if you guys are smokers or anybody out there who's gonna be listening or smokers, I'm not uh, it's not to be insulting, but there was a, a lot in the late 80s as far as a health kick and salad bars and all this stuff. So anyway, Impel in trying well, Liggett and Myers in trying to read the tea leaves wanted to get in the card business. Mm. Because they had this incredible distribution system for cigarettes. And they basically thought, you know, hey, if we give our this sales guys who are out and have these connections throughout all these different industries um, another product to sell, right, then if cigarettes take a dip, we'll have something else. And what they wanted was baseball cards, but they couldn't get a baseball card license. This is really inside, <laughs> inside baseball. I'm telling you here. Um, so, <laughs> got that? See what I did there? But I love it. Um, the base. So, so it because they couldn't get a baseball card license. They were looking at other sports leagues initially, and the first sports league that signed on was the NBA basketball. And this this comes up again. So pay attention. Pay attention. Okay. So yeah. so basketball, um, which was, I think it was 89 or 90, and there was an inaugural set of cards called Skybox Trading Cards. So that's where the Skybox came from. Because gotcha. you're sitting in the Skybox at the, you know, it, the idea oh, was the brand. Got it? Brand yes, was best seats, best seats in the house. Wow. So Skybox Trading Cards. That was the initial name for the basketball series. Then once Impel got the basketball license, well, Liggett and Myers spun out a company from the tobacco company, Impel Marketing, which was a cards-only company, cards and collectibles. So all these collectibles. And because the NBA was in New York, they started looking at other licenses. This was late 80s. And one of the ones that was coming up for renewal was Marvel. Okay, so, you know, people know people, you know how that works. So the NBA was up there. The NHL was up there, um, you know, and all this was kind of a way to get to Major League Baseball ultimately, um, which and it gets more convoluted and complicated. But the point is, at that time, Marvel was doing X-Men cards through comic images and Marvel nice. did some of their own cards like X Force I think was a was something that Marvel did themselves. And Impel Marketing got the Marvel Universe license and that's where that the Marvel trading cards came from. Nice. Wow. Does that all make sense?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so perfectly.
0: and then and then a couple years later, um We had a new CEO who came in, who was a great intuitive guy, came from Reebok. uh, Frank O'Connell was his name. And Frank was like, hey, you know, this name Impel really sucks. <laughs> so, and he had this idea. And he's just an idea. And he came in and he's like, you know, Skybox, best seats in the house, Skybox, best cards. We should name it Skybox. And we're all like, you know, those of us who were doing the non-sports stuff, which was basically me at that point. We're like, wow, that's idiotic. I mean, Skybox. <laughs> he's, and he this is a, this was a big lesson for me in marketing, which is you name it, you own it, you support it. And people go, yeah. And Impel disappeared as fast as, and then Skybox just became the thing. Yeah, Isn't that weird? Wow. That's how it happened. Your yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> that I, I thought, understand. and I thought it was so dumb initially. <laughs> I'm like, it's why are you naming the company after our one line of bats? Because we had two brands. We had the Skybox cards, which are our best NBA cards. And then we had NBA Hoops cards, which were the basic cards. Right. So, you're taking this brand and just, but actually looking back on it, it was really smart. Wow. It's like it's irrelevant to non sport collectors. They're not going to know what Skybox means. And he's like, what difference does it make? <laughs> who cares? Yeah. We could call it Spot the Red Dog. I mean, who cares? You know, it's, yeah, it's true because the, yeah, the, so the
2: identity comes from the brand. Afterwards. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is crazy to me because I I'm not a sports guy at all. And I'm six foot four. um, But I've never been a sports guy. And I know had no idea what Skybox meant. But as a kid, I remember looking at the cards and being like, that's a cool name. You know, because Impel, I would have no idea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the other thing that I have to say that's cool about this, um, before we, you know, get into the where the bodies are buried and stuff, is Good, I'm glad um, you
2: said it because I wanted to make yeah, sure we were yeah, getting. No, yeah, I, yeah,
0: no, we got to got to <laughs> lay it out there. So, in doing the research for this, now keep in mind, I was involved in this from 1990 90, 91 to 1996, wow. and then I actually went into nonprofit work. So this is like another life for me. Yeah. And and in my conversations with Ian, I start going back and looking, and Ian's aware of this, but one of the things that came up is my wife's like, oh, you totally gotta do this, and you're gonna get all that stuff out of your secret little closet, and we're gonna go through it, and you're gonna relive your memories, but we're gonna clean this up. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some cleanup work here, and you you have your memories, and you do the podcast, and that's all good. So this is you guys have done a huge favor, and my wife thanks you. But part of my research in all of this, because I had to go back and research, is what you guys were talking about, which is there's so much content out there, mm, you know, yeah. thanks to electronic media, and. And the thing that's so cool about this is, you know, I'm watching, I listen to some of your podcasts, you know, which was great. And then I'm finding all these videos. Like if you just search Marvel trading cards, there's like guys out there who like <laughs> do an episode where they're just opening packs of cards. I'm like, is this yeah. interesting oh, yeah. to people? Box breaks,
2: box breaks. It totally, is. People love it. We totally do it on our group site all the games. time. Yeah.
0: And Noren, to your to your point how many people were like you know i'm really into this now because i was a kid what during this period where i was doing what i was doing and i'm in my 20s and we could have only hoped that we were doing stuff that people would find really cool and the fact that 30 years later <laughs> like people are trying to reconstruct the history of what happened is like beyond my imagination it's so cool So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, you're one
2: of the guys. I mean, you're, you're, you were in it, right? The time period that we all started collecting from is the 90 to 96, especially. I mean, I was born in 85. So I was right at the right age seeing these in like mall vending like mall shops or whatever or card shops you know that was my interaction with them and now I'm a collector of them and it's what we all do right you are (laughs) you are the gatekeeper to a lot of the good secrets sir (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah and I love to hear you know like there's a lot of people who are like Marvel Masterpiece is 92 it doesn't get better than this and I tend to agree with them. You know, I think Marvel did some really good stuff um, when the Marvel license went over to Fleer. There's some really interesting stuff. But that particular period of time, starting with, you know, Marvel Universe Series 1 in 90, which was a really interesting set. Mm. through the those first few marvel universe sets the first 3 I think yeah then the x men sets with jim lee the first masterpieces it's like man we we set the table in a beautiful way oh
2: absolutely you, you,
0: 100% you are
2: responsible for setting the standard right yeah. and that standard has always been it's 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 not that it's never exceeded cuz a lot of cool things have been done but it's always the thing we hold as the iconic moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's the standard in which we always look at these cards. 100%. Yep. Wow.
1: Yep. Wow. Yep. So, I'm just, because I'm just, got. I don't have the official binder from from 1990, but I do have um, uh, a huge <laughs> swathe of these wonderful cards. <gasps> okay. <gold> card. <laughs> oh, my nice. oh, my goodness. at Oh, my gosh.
2: So
1: there they
0: are.
1: Beautiful. Look at <laughs> okay, that. Okay, so, so for that, for those, for those, for those listening, Kenny's holding up the hologram cover. Collectors, does that say collector's album on the front? It does. Yes, yes, it, it does, does baby. Marvel, Universe, uh, Marvel Super- Universe 1990. And it's just, a oh, oh, stop
2: it. Damn it. Mm. Now, Noen, did you recently acquire a piece of original well,
1: artwork from that set?
2: Okay. You ready for this? Okay, give me... I'm, am I allowed to talk about this? I'll, I'll carry on talking to Ken while you're going You know edit. what, I wasn't for sure. Ken? Ken, I am willing to reveal this to you, my friend. <laughs> okay? as <laughs> we're in a safe space. So, two seconds. Yeah, you know, he's, right. he's, he's off to get something. We also... I, I on love a previous, this.
0: We're just going to be like, I have is, the coolest thing. No, I is, have the coolest
1: thing. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's also got... Because we talked about this on a previous episode. He tracked yeah. down one of the original huh? printing plates or shims i think they're called from the hologram yeah from the making of holograms from that series so he he owns that as well Um, i
0: have have some cool stuff to show you oh my goodness remember back in back in those days we had the presence (laughs) oh here comes something (laughs) he had we had the presence of mind oh wait till he's back on there you are but we had presence of mind at the time to treat ourselves like i have like original press proofs where we were like approving where we signed off on the color on the press sheet they're, okay they're so super super cool you live anyway, actually you very got?
2: close to me so we will oh. be talking soon oh, okay wow. <laughs> okay social distance while i draw. yeah you're going to get that restraining order sorted out. Yeah, it's going it, to happen. I'll yeah. give you my full name after the show so you can do all the paperwork. Good. I don't want to trouble you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be hearing from my lawyer for sure. <laughs> What's coming up here, Nora? Um, All right. So, so this is the original artwork.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, let me go ahead an and hologram? take off that. Take your blur background. of the hologram, right. That's the Silver Surfer hologram. Oh, yeah. This is it. So this took a long time to get. I got it from a pretty big Silver Surfer collector who was nice enough to let it go to me. But here's yeah. the original art for the cards you worked on. Yeah, yeah, swell. Wow. I know. I was very, very lucky to get this, but a little blast from the past for sure.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> well. Yeah. That's that's super cool. So my son Daniel, who is uh, he also lives close to me. Uh, interestingly, so this was all happening when he was he was born in 90. But, you know, towards the end of the 90s, I had all this stuff and I had all these, you know, zillions of comic books with the backer boards. I'd done all the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like probably seven. Or, he's going to get really pissed off when he listens. <laughs> but but ended, this is irony of ironies. Right. So I've got. All this stuff that I had collected, all this card stuff, all the comic book stuff, because they Marvel and DC and everybody was sending me source material for ideas and so I had all this cool stuff. And I said to Dan, because my wife was going berserk because I was filling our basement with all this stuff, you know, <laughs> in the long boxes and all that stuff, Ooh. and doing it just the right way, sticking it under the basement stairs. And she's like, Okay, Goodness. enough. Enough yeah. Well, you're going you're gonna to start to understand my struggle now. So I think it was around 97 or 98. We had um, close to a flood in our basement. It wasn't, it didn't ruin anything, but we had some water in our basement. My wife said, you know, breathe, we're, breathe. stuff's going to get ruined. We got to move some of this stuff out. There's too much here. So you have to make a strategic decision now. You know, we can get rid of all the stuff. We can get rid of some of the stuff. We can get rid of it. So I tried to prevail upon my poor 7 or 8 year old son. i said, look man, <laughs> got these comic books, got this stuff. You got to you got to back me up here. He could not have been less interested oh, in any oh. <laughs> of it. So what ended up happening, I made it this was a negotiation. Um I said, I can let the comic books go because I'm not really a comic book collector. The card stuff is part of my life. It's in my DNA. You know, yeah. I can't, I have to, well, you just saw. So I, I won that battle. She's like, fine, get rid of the comic books. So two minivan loads of comic books went to a local comic store. Wow. Two minivans wow. full of long boxes, went to a comic store, you know, and they put them on consignment or whatever. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened. And then three years later, my son's about 11 years old and starts collecting comics oh, oh. and went to college and worked at a comic store. And he's, no. been a collector, and he's like, didn't we have, you know, like the whole Death of Superman series? I'm like, yes, Did we have? <laughs> didn't you have Marvel co- comic books from the 60s? Yes. And I asked you if you wanted any. So it's it's one of those, you know, oh. grandma threw away my baseball cards. This is one of those with the comic books. And yet to this day, while he finds it interesting that I wasn't he became very much into the comics and that stuff, the cards, he just never got as much into the card stuff. He thinks it's really interesting. But he has several of my treasured possessions and the the Silver Surfer is what made me think of it. I had uh, it was given to me as a gift from a, a, a colorist. One of the original cells from I think it was Marvel Universe Series 2 of Kang um, with the original acetate and the color framed it. He was like because he was really into comics and he's like, could I have this? I'm like, yeah, sure. You can have it. And Now I wish I had it. So he's got it. Um, But but he he appreciates it, you know totally That's so cool. Isn't it wow. cool. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: My favorite part about that story is you had to bargain with like, "Okay, listen. Oh, your yeah. mom's got me in a corner here, man. I need you to back me up.
0: <laughs> and he did it. He left me he high <laughs> and dry. dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swinging in the wind. Yep.
1: Unlike, <laughs> yeah. Unlike the comics in the flooded basement. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> great. Oh, yes. wow. fun. Well, nothing I, nothing was damaged, uh, thankfully. Viewers ever, you know, I, my heart all the listeners so there you go the um so
1: so your input so you reeled off a load of sets there um yeah. so talk to me about um because we'll come on to marvel universe because marvel universe is, is is actually no we'll stay on marvel universe for the moment because yeah. i have here and i i, I regularly bring this up because i can't bring myself to open it i have here an unopened box of marvel universe series free um, mm-hmm. that series free and that um, so I didn't I, – I kind of didn't – because I'm older than Norrin. Um, so by the time cards came out – and also I'm in, I'm in England. So um, yeah. we didn't get the same distribution as, as, as you guys did in America. So these came in through – Oh. oh, stop it. Right.
2: Marvel University collectors, okay, that. Man. You are my new favorite person. Cool, that's guys. the set stunning. I started
1: on. That's my that's yeah. the set I started and that's, on. That's the thing. And this is the this is the one I started on, but I couldn't afford to buy them. I just was able to watch people busting these in the yeah. comic shop near where I yeah. grew up. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't until years later that I finally got this and I'm about to open it and hopefully make my set. So, um, Wow. But it's, so, um,
0: can I tell you what bothers me about this set? Isn't please. it? It's it's a gorgeous, it gorgeous, is
1: absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: gorgeous, right? So, because I have it in the album and in my nine-up sheets here, yeah, yeah, you can see. Um, so this is the end of the the superheroes, which went through seventy cards. Seventy okay. cards is not divisible by nine. See, you can get it. You bought, you following yeah. me? Yes. Yeah, so this drove me crazy because then at the bottom of the page here, that's where team ups start, See? and the rest of the series is thrown off. So there was this constant battle that I was being told by our production people, "You can't print the cards. You can't do it. You know, you we can't um, randomize the cards because you have to plan the randomness, otherwise." Like, they have to lay out the press sheet in a certain way. And I've got more treats for you in a minute. But yes. but the thing that's that <laughs> r- was really annoying to me is I'm like, you know, I don't buy that. I don't believe that there has to be a way that we can make the categories divisible by nine because people collect in the nine up o- and Norrin understands exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, Hell I'm, yes. I'm with you. We've been saying this since episode you, one.
2: We complain about this all the time. I just want everyone to know Ken is officially a superhero of cards because he is responsible for getting this sorted out. Okay.
1: Until it was not sorted out, but Rittenhouse stuck yeah, to well, it. Yeah. Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse stuck, stuck to it. it, to it. Yeah. They understood. Coming up to
0: another one oh where God. we finally got it right. But Norrin, asked, um, I'm sorry. Um, Ian, ask your question.
1: No, no, no. I was, I was just saying the um, So I don't know how much you've kept in touch with what's happened in the world of cards because obviously yeah. you left it and you've been. You mentioned you, you were a non-profit, but yep. the company that had the license through. Ah, oh, 2005. I want to say through to a little bit of shared ownership with Upper Deck, and then it went to Upper Deck solely. in, I think 2014, 15. I think that's right. There. 2014. Yeah. I think. Written so. Written House right Archives had it for ten years, uh, give and take, and yep. they religiously stuck to the nine card format and they produced a binder with each set yes and with the binder you would get a single nine card page and in the middle of that nine card page was a promo card that you would only get with that binder See, that's really so they really they, they really they really understood it. it they got it. it completely now the guy who who runs written house archives i've seen pop up in um some of the um, stuff um, that's come up when I was looking at Skybox history, and he might have been after your time actually. I think it was more the Fleer days. Is Steve Charandoff? Oh yeah. Uh, hey, Steve. So yep. so that's so that may be why that's that's carried through. But there was there was a real love, not the upper deck. Don't treat them with love, but um, there was a real love and affection for the for the collective oh, mentality that went Steve, through that. Yes,
0: yeah, so experience. Steve and I overlapped at Fleer and yeah, he Steve knew what he was doing. He was very interested in designing from the collector backwards yeah. rather than now, keep in mind, this was after all the norms had been set. I'm not saying, you know, I appreciate that he did that. Um, I like the fact that he took it to the next level. Mm. But those arguments were being had. You know, this was at a time where we're just producing cards, putting them on sheets, doing all this kind of stuff and um, trying to get to a number, you know, like mm-hmm. a number in the category, total number of cards. Total. So when I started this whole thing about laying them in, I'm going to show you something now. Oh this gosh. is where the case was made. So this okay. is the X-Men series, Jim yes. Lee X-Men, yep. 1992. So another beautiful album here. Oh, but here's. I actually made the case with the set you're looking at right now to gotcha. our production people, and here's how I did it. So you notice with the Marvel Universe Series 3, they just went right in order? hmm Yes. And I, so I collected these the way a collector wouldn't. Please tell me one of you did this. But this is the end of the superheroes, and you'll notice it's a partial page. Yeah. And you're I right. said to a collector, that sucks. Yeah. Because if 100%. you're doing it the right way, so why would... You know, you end up with a page with four cards on it. Then you start your supervillains, and the supervillains go along, yeah. which is all good. And the supervillains end up with a little—it's like it—it's like leaving an orphan. You know, when you write a paragraph, you have one word at the bottom. I—I, it's—you know—you yeah. have to be obsessive compulsive to understand this. But collectors feel me on this.
2: Oh, awesome! So the teams, this is
0: universal at, in the hobby. Yeah, but look at. Look at the teams. Look at how ridiculous that is. So there were yeah, 10 no. teams. Just to have that one so page one, with one card? No way. Precisely. Well. And then the XX men, there's only five of them. So anyway, the, we're, but the one thing that I was able mm. to win, the battle that I won on this card today, they said, all right, shut up. We'll do this, is the Danger Room was a nine-up sheet. Oh,
2: no. Wait a minute. 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 Yeah. You're telling me the Danger Room scene, the iconic Jim Lee Danger Room scene.
0: Yeah
2: was the point to show the nine-card nine-up that you proposed.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to show you something else.
2: Okay. Ken um, went from we being a superhero able... to being a god. I just want that <laughs> we, to be We, out we weren't
0: able... Well, to the obsessive-compulsive, I guess. Um, so we weren't able... And look at this. I didn't even see. I don't even remember that. So these are the five... <gasps> things, but they're signed by Jim himself. Look at that. They were all signed by Jim. See? So... Yeah, he was he was super cool. But um, if you okay. look, so um, Ken, you lived where again? Because I'm yeah. just going to get in my car. Gonna, uh,
2: let's yeah. do this interview in person. Let's just hang out, you and
0: I. Boundaries, boundaries. So, no, 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 so no, here's no. the thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, stop so it. So look, this is so I'm showing them a a press sheet. But if you'll notice, the danger room on the press yeah. sheet, and the reason why is because when they would print the cards and then put the cards in the sorter mm. it, if you put them all in the same place they couldn't get the randomness that you see what i'm yeah. saying yeah
1: so yeah.
0: so this was our our negotiation what i had, what i was trying to get them to do was create actually on the press sheet to have a nine up but it gets better, Norrin. It's going to get gets really good here. So, oh, God. So moving on to X-Men Series 2, guess what? We've lost Norrin. I'm I so want, sorry. I Why wonder, am I still I, unprofessional? Is, oh, my this God. Is, this is so cool, though. That's all right. You're among friends here. Yay. So here... We fi- they finally said all right, Mister Obsessive oh, Compulsive, and and these are beautiful. This was oh. such, a, this was such a nice set. But if you notice uh-huh. now, everything works, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, even though this is the Magneto series with the arch enemies, it looks so much better though. Isn't that wicked cool? That's and they sense. all do that, Mister Sinister. I remember. Wow. Yeah, totally. And then. You get, you finish the super teams, and what starts on the next page? Your Dillings, super. Baby. And there it is. You know, so it goes on through. And I was happy, and they were, and this is somewhere in here. I think we had 30, yeah, the 30 years of X. But everything is divisible by nine wow. in the series. And I was happy, and I gave Steve wow. Cherandoff, he needed to do what he needed to do. But no. <laughs> um, but Steve, Steve always understood that he did. He understood for for the hobbyist. You know, it's so fulfilling. You know, if you're if you're gonna collect in this, if yes. you're gonna collect by nines, make the freaking thing divisible by nine. Yep. And it took me two years to get there.
2: Wow. well that is an amazing i
0: feel i feel better having had that conversation you should
2: feel very no you should sir. and you should you know seriously
1: i mean that is i can't no, even begin to, to to take you know i have enormous issues with with uh, some of the modern set i'll say some not all um the ones that have top 10 subsets in yes top 10 subsets just drive me absolutely potty. Well, I would? Yes. um yes. I've, I've got a bit of an issue with masterpieces both 2016 and 18 go to 100 cards not 99 they go to 100 cards and it's not as if the 100th is a checklist mm-hmm. i'm not saying that the are on the 100th card is not it's not worthy in any way shape size yeah. or form but it but it properly properly uh twists my melon um and it just doesn't doesn't work <laughs> i tell you the set that did work and that did honor that kind of um collector first kind of mentality which is why i love it see where i properly got back into cards
0: yeah.
1: after years of, of of low wages and then chasing uh, girls was uh when i started to settle down it yeah, yeah. was was, was uh, yeah you hit you hear me um um was <laughs> marvel masterpieces 2007 which was when i came into the hobby like, full-on and then i went mm-hmm. back and got a lot of these mm-hmm. older sets and mm-hmm. they they did that with an awful lot of love um, and respect for the original because it was the 15th anniversary of 92 and joe came back and did the box art for it um yeah that's a right header card for it um yep. and it was it was you know it wasn't original art but it was a beautifully made set and they used art from some extraordinary people but they designed it in a way that you had a page with um in fact, I'll, I'll show you i've got I've got it mm-hmm. here because um, you may not have seen this but given that you were kind of um I- uh, moved 2007
0: on, but, uh, i can guarantee you i did
1: yeah so yeah. for example marvel masterpieces did this wonderful thing where they did uh like uh, trip uh, my camera is terrible so forgive me yeah, you. Yeah. You
0: no,
1: so you'll yep. see that there's a there's an image that top one is drew struzan mm-hmm. that middle one is alex ross yeah that's beautiful and that bottom one is art adams Mm. So they did it like that, so they went, Ross. and then yep. they did her box and box toppers, variants of them, where they did the Alex Ross images of black and white,
0: yeah,
1: and then this one was ridiculously hard to complete. I do actually have the final card i 've just not put it in yet. Oh, that goodness. was only available. that yeah. was my Grail card for the longest time. I got that about <laughs> I got that about three, four months ago now, um, yeah. the Art Adams one, but it's black and white, and you only got one of those per case. That was a case topper. And it yeah. came in a little cellophane wrap on top of the case. Wow.
2: And that was nice. so difficult to get that triple card. Well, that's anyway. the actual pull carry so, on. That's like the actual sketch version. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: so. That's, that's gorgeous. So, uh, quick question. Um, what occurred to me when you were showing me these, that the... the Doing things in threes, pieces of artwork in three. So, has the term triptych? Yes, yes, that that's, exists. That's right?
1: what I call those. Yeah. Can, okay. I, so, I just fumble the pronunciation of it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I was what popped back into my mind, and I, you know, Noren saw this before, so I'm going to put this back up. So, this yes. to me was a total oh. triumph because this is the X Men series two press sheet. Mm. Well, there were there were doubles. You know, so it was two, 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 but there's nothing on this press sheet. You know, it ends with the checklist. It's oh the che- the the idea was the vision was to do a press sheet that was a complete piece of art. Mm. So the trip are at the top, right? The doubles are down the middle. The film the thing film. is a complete you see that the cell oh, those are beautiful. Yeah. So this was the press sheet itself was a complete design, not just whereas I showed you X-Men series one where the danger room was split up. Yeah. What I wanted originally was let's put the danger room dead center and oh, yes. build the press sheet around it. Yes. Yeah, but but then the press sheet is a complete piece of art then the nine up sheets are a complete piece of art. That's yeah. the, that was the concept. Um, it took us a while to get there, just because te- technologically- That has you to know, be difficult to like- Yeah, I mean, like, they were yeah. they were inventing, they had machines that did this for baseball cards. Not right. for not sport art and all that right, kind press of stuff. The sheet wasn't
2: meant to look like one piece of art, right? No. And it's crazy, too, yeah. because now, and, and again, you know, just so you know, um, now what they do is they put cards into these boxes, like when JOSCO returned to the Marvel Masterpiece 2016, they put these cards in there that were called redemption cards, and yeah, you can yeah. get one of those uncut sheets as a redemption, like the collector could get one, so... Yeah. You know, now they really are not only going from the the printing floor to the offices of Skybox, Upper Deck, and all the stuff, but now since they are going to collector's hands, having those uncut sheets as one piece of art is genius. You know what I mean? That that should always have been that should really become the norm. That
0: was yeah, and that was the gold standard. And quite frankly, you know, initially there were a lot of people in the story, like Alan Gordon, who was the Vice President of Licensing for Marvel Entertainment Group. If you haven't heard the name, you should know him. He came from Comic Images. Alan was brilliant. In Alan was the the mind behind. Let's use the trading cards to bring people into the comic world because young kiddos, it's a way to introduce younger kids to a hobby that's going to introduce them to the characters. That's going to. So he was right at the forefront of that and he was thinking that way. Bob Budiansky. So that's how you pronounce that Bob Budiansky. And if you haven't talked to Bob, you should. So Bob was fantastic as far as sourcing artists thinking in terms of what would make it interesting to the comic collector. So between Alan and Bob, you know, I didn't pick Joe Jusco. Joe at that time, I believe, was a cover artist.
1: Yeah. He right. did
0: the covers. Yeah. And Bob, when we talked about masterpieces, doing a pretty, so we're moving to the next thing, but it was like, so Marvel Universe cards, you know, in three series from one, two to three, there's a quantum leap in the quality of the cards, the finish, yeah, the right. quality, of the artwork, the the backs are more interesting. Yeah. You know, we did a lot with the Universe cards. With X-Men getting Jim Lee, that wasn't us. That was Bob and Alan saying, if we're wow. going to get a guy to draw X-Men, let's get the guy to draw X-Men. Genius. <laughs> Which would make. Which right, which would make it interesting for a casual collector because they're gorgeous. Yeah. But for a comic book collector, it's something they would like to have as well. And so then going into masterpieces, um, Joe is just and there, there are many of them. You know, there's there's Boris and Julie, there's the Hildebrandt brothers. I, yes. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot that you could do but the idea initially was a pure set done by an artist right and the 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 thing that I heard in in, a previous uh, podcast that you all did was the conversation about the advertisement, you know, uh, was a, a great artist puts his soul into his work. Yeah. And Ian rightly made the observation, you know, Joe Jesko's name isn't anywhere on here. And there was a perfectly good reason for that, which is that Joe wasn't sure he could finish the whole set. And we might have had to bring in a pinch hitter at the end. Wow. And so we couldn't at that point say it's an all Joe Jesco set. Now he was he was a superhero himself by yeah, yeah, that's it. Well there you go. Gosh, this is like a sh- stroll down memory memory lane for me. <laughs> so what I'm looking at is the original ad. With yeah, Mephisto, Wolverine, and Red Skull, That's wow. and uh, yeah, and then we got Psylocke and Spider-Man and Hulk at the bottom. Great, great artist puts us all into his work. And what we were, what we were featuring was the quality of the artwork itself. Now, with the Masterpiece series, we really pulled out all the stops because. We knew that we had something gorgeous and special, and they were super expensive to produce because they've got that um, very thick, glossy laser finish on them. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were – that that was a special set, um, and we decided to number them, and if, if my numbers are right, I think we did 35,000 10-count cases, so there were 350,000 number boxes, which sounds like a ton, but you have to – Keep in mind for you as collectors at that time, the demand was so high for cards that trying to sort of guesstimate what the right number for production was, was impossible. So the difference between underproducing and overproducing was one case. You know, you do one too wow. few and everybody's screaming and yelling and you do one too many and everybody says you overdid it. Yeah. Um, but again, what's so super cool about these early sets is they're in the hobby. They've become sort of legendary and that's that's what we were intending at the time we didn't know it was gonna be like thirty years later people would be you
2: well you freaking dude. nailed it just so you know.
0: Yeah <laughs> totally so <laughs> I'm glad, you're very kind for saying so. So I have a couple of little treats here.
2: Oh my goodness here oh, we go you, Okay you I'm gonna see behave
0: this stuff. This is super cool.
2: I'm gonna keep my cool so I
0: actually, cool. actually have a collection because I was the marketing guy. I wasn't you know necessarily the art procurement guy. So this is um, previews magazine. Yeah. So you've seen the promo cards, right? The Marvel Masterpiece. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And have you seen so this was a it was glued into the previews magazine. Oh my god.
2: Ian, stop sharing your screen.
0: Full page, yeah. I have.
1: Oh, sorry. Hang on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Right. Right. There
0: we go. So, so this was in previews magazine, you know, spinning a web of trading card excitement. Whoa. So this this series was not only for the mass market, but also very much for the hobby market. Mm. Marvel Age magazine. Did the My boy. Huh? He sent me that. OK. Wow. So that's cool. um, Comics Buyer's Guide Price Guide. Here's, You've got that. So I got Silver that one. You oh do. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. All right. I thought I was going to show That's you. Some no, you are. You are. Is the, is the Wolverine
1: are. one going to be in here? The tough Canadian Coming.
0: One? Yes. Oh. Yeah. And then this is this is where it gets really interesting. So you've oh boy, seen yeah. all that. Did you? Did,
1: There's two um
0: more. Non-sport update. Yeah. So it's so interesting about this. I know there are two more which, again, I was going through boxes of stuff, so I know I have all of them, but these are the ones I was able to put my hands on. What's cool about this non-sport update mm. is they featured Wolverine on the cover. That's right. But this reminded me... I wasn't just doing Marvel cards at the time. I was doing a lot of entertainment cards, oh. and the tip-in in the middle of this one was Garfield collector cards. Oh. I, oh. I actually did the Garfield set and then we also had heavy metal cards. These are mega mega metal cards. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was super cool. And the the thing, the reason that I bring up the Garfield cards is um, we were working with Jim Davis at his studio which was in Muncie, Indiana and we went out there for a meeting to collect the set and he had a couple of guys working in his studio at that point. There was a guy by the name of Gary Barker and Gary Was um, Gary Gary was just an an artist who who drew Garfield stuff and cartoons and, um, but he was a huge comic fan. So we're sitting at this big table in this you know Jim's studio, which was a big big operation at that time. All that for a cat, right? I love it. And Gary's sitting there kind of absent because he's an artist. He's just sketching and doing his thing. And at the end of the thing, I realized he's drawn Garfield as Cable. What? Just with a pencil. He pencil arted and Odie as Magneto. And he finishes the meeting and he's just got like his notes and these things. And I'm like, hey, dude, (laughs) no, that is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. He's like, do you want them? (gasps) I said, yeah, I want them. Yeah. So I took them home and I sprayed them with um, a fixative and framed them. And my son, who I mentioned earlier, still has them in these beautiful frames. They're the coolest things because, uh, yeah, Garfield and Odie. But the cool part about it is you know, he's just sitting in the meeting, kind of like thinking his thoughts, looking out the window. He wasn't even looking. at Wow. Like, Isn't that cool?
2: That is the that's coolest kind of- thing <laughs> ever. Are you kidding? That's really- amazing.
0: It was really cool. Yeah. Garfield
2: is Cable. That's so perfect in this, right? like, amazing way. And Odie is. <laughs> oh, wow. I actually really made- love that. That's such a yeah. mashup. Genius. That's absolutely yeah, no, perfect.
0: Yeah, it, it, that was wow. a lot of. Yeah. So, which ones was I missing, Ian? <laughs>
1: uh, Psylocke, yeah. I think. And was, what was she in? I don't. Uh, there, we there's have a post. The list. Oh, there's come post on, on, guys. On,
0: well, there, there,
1: there, there's a guy in the group called uh, Matt Lennefelt. Um okay. Cap, evening, Captain Matt.
0: America would be the other one. That's it. Yes. yes. Uh, who,
1: who is who is really into his 1992. So he'll he'll definitely be all over this. He is um, tracking are you, down.
0: Yeah. Are you sure that all six were distributed?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I they feel were. like they were. They were, were. I they were because, because we've seen. Okay. examples and pictures of this, yeah. especially no, he, on Jeff's he, he list. Has right? no, he has he them has all. He has them all. That's, That's right. what I'm trying to say.
1: He's put a post up in Marvel Masterpieces oh, wow. Collectors That's
2: where, where he okay.
1: has um, shown us um, all six of them, um, wow. and he owns them. What okay. The other, the other yeah. interesting thing that he's doing, uh, Ken, is yep. that we know that there's a Dynamic Forces um, release of Masterpieces 92 where there's a single card in each that Joe signed.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what is it like
1: Five thousand or something like that. Yeah. So he's, but it's just the one card that's signed, but it comes with a little dynamic
0: force. So would uh, you believe? So those are those are the promo oh cards. God. The six promos. Um, yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, there were the there were there were six promos, and then there and were three, three prototypes. Prototypes. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got the, the three prototypes were in the little shrink wrap pap, pack. What's kind of annoying to me is I was with Joe at a couple of comic shows and I never got him to sign these. He <laughs> I'm never, sure he, would he never, now. Off, he never offered. I never asked him, and <laughs> yeah, well, we were just kind of buddies, so. oh. Isn't that, in, isn't that interesting? That's interesting. But, well, you know, let me
2: ask yeah. you a question because yeah, you, you actually could solve one of the greater mysteries in our hobby right now.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If, if you can, if you can, it might not happen. So okay. there's been speculation about printing plates for the 1992 Marvel Masterpiece cards. Or post yeah. 90 sets, but yes. Or post 90 sets. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I actually found a hologram printing plate. For the set of holograms from the 1990 for Marvel universe. Like they were on a printing sheet and they were holograms and how they used to layers them and all that kind of cool stuff. W- would there be a printing plate for the 1992 Marvel masterpiece cards? Is that how that would work? Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the sheets would work. Would it just be on an uncut sheet or were there actual metal plates for that?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure there were, um, And I don't know what would have happened to them. What the only things I have were, you know, we went to the printing. We would sign off on the printing proofs. Wow. What became of those. And then generally when it was done, we would get a proof. And and for really memorable sets like Marvel Masterpieces um, as a gift, because that one we we felt like we kicked butt. everybody who was involved in that team got a beautifully framed press sheet. Wow! it was a two sided framed it was glass on both sides so you could see the fronts and the backs which was oh look at that
1: here we go comic so this scoreboard. is so this is the yeah. post yeah 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 yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that's right and
1: coming comic uh, scoreboard Captain America mm, um, previews uh, which we saw at Spider-Man then uh, you've got the comic buyer's guide Wizard 13 had wizard. Rock, um, and then of course Marvel Age so uh, we'll pop pictures of all these on the tasting notes courtesy Cur- of Matt so thank Thank you, Matt, for posting those in the Thank group. Thank you, Matt. But, yeah, he's um, he's he's big into his his, his masterpieces. All he all he knows, but
0: he knows some stuff, doesn't he?
1: he he's mm-hmm. he's he's the Marvel masterpieces mage of, of our group. So <laughs> all right. I think that's probably <laughs> the best way to.
0: Since we're talking masterpieces, let me see. I have a couple of other interesting little curiosities here. Oh my God! Sorry, sorry to go go out of sight. But oh, have you all gosh. seen? So that was the original. Oh, the posters. The hobby store poster coming this yeah. fall.
1: I oh, love that cool, thing.
0: Right? Ah, but please note, Ian, down in the corner there, artwork <laughs> by Joe Jesko. Yeah. So by that point, we knew he he had got it. So yeah. wow. that, that's really cool. Oh. Um. Holy and crap, I, that's I, amazing. I, I had totally forgotten that I had that. Oh. So there's oh. the, spe- the Spectra sheet. Oh, the Spectra so that's, sheet. That's a we... print, printing pr- printer's proof of the Spectra sheets, which is cool. And then this press sheet was just... This is a favorite. It's just... Spectacular, I love this. Both the fronts and the backs. This, this was
1: there's mine. This was, oh, you got
0: I it. I need okay. to get it framed. <laughs> right, fine. Okay, I got
2: look it. at that. Isn't that's amazing, Ken. It wow, it's just incredible. You know, I love love that. I, um, oh my gosh, that's so nice. That's yeah. so cool. You know, what yeah. I'm gonna roll out here
1: for Ken. So, Ken,
2: oh, this is crazy, Ken. What so, do Ken got?
1: so, Joe. Bless him. Good evening, sir. We always say hey that Joe. to Joe whenever, because I don't know if he listens. But, we don't know, but we uh, I like did. to hope that he does. <laughs> uh, I can't actually find the um, the certificate of authenticity. So, Joe, um, about a year and change ago, wow, was. Uh, was um, I think he was doing some uh, work work at his house, and he found still in the original brown manila envelopes, which are quite big, obviously, ten of these, which are uncut sheets of the. Um, of uh, four of the promos so you've got Hulk Wolverine Spidey and Captain America why only four I don't know that's just where it ended yeah uh, but there is a certificate Can of authenticity the- with it here Can hold it up Mark well, the I'm getting all the back. I'll, I'll, hang on, there's there's more to it. Oh, well, yeah. Keep right, going. Report. I'm so sorry. What he did. What he did. This is your
0: show. I've got I, to No, start. no,
1: that's quite all right. That's quite all right. It's just, <laughs> this is I, fascinating. I'm, I'm leading up to the reveal. Um, <laughs> you very can't. Uh, and you've li- listened to the podcast are sick of me showing this on the episode, but I'm going to share it again because I don't care. Um, just, um, and he solved the 10 of them in the group. Yeah. And then as an extra, and he didn't say he was going to do this. He drew a little remark on the bottom. Sweet. Each uh, person who, who 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 bought one, he didn't say he was going to do that. He didn't charge any extra so for it, nice. um, and he did Black Cat, which is my character. Uh, but yeah, on the back, really? it is pr- it's prototypes actually.
0: Those are the prototypes. Yeah, uh, pre-
1: free prototypes and one of the promos. Oh yeah,
0: um,
1: and they are they they do come with a specific authenticity that is numbered, I believe. So um, yeah. so yeah, well, Useful. So I'll be. No is, I,
0: I got to say, can I just say this, Joe, I hope you are listening and I'm not going to, I won't tell any bad stories about you, Joe. No, he's, he's <laughs> there's nothing to tell. He's, he's, he's uh, legitimately, you know, Aww. just the nicest guy, but I've seen a lot of beautiful card art. It really doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> that stuff. When his work started coming in, we were all just like astonished. It's gorgeous. It really is.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. You say when when his stuff started coming in. So is it is it did the actual pieces come in? Because obviously it's back in the day. You can't you can't. Yeah. Have- scan them obviously you didn't fax them because that would be great yeah, no. um so how how does the do the actual original art pieces come into where you work or did you just see photographs i
0: think originally and uh, what it, my if memory serves again i wasn't the production guy yeah no no no, no that no. was Sorry. that was rick haynes rick should get a mention on Ooh. this because rick rick was uh he was great um i believe the stuff went from joe to Bob Buddiansky at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Bob would go through the stuff and then they would group it and send us groups that we could then do, you know, the scanning and production gotcha. on. But Bob, I'm sure Bob laid hands on well, he was wow. he was really the sort of executive creative director on yeah. that stuff. And yeah, it's but he, I do remember, he was like, oh, you guys, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> wow. And so when at the end there, it was looking like, you know, Joe was going to finish the 100 card set, but he might not be able to do the art for the Spectra cards. We're like, come on, man, you got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he... he uh he yeah, no, deep. that was
2: spectacular. I thought how there was a team of people rooting for him as he was going oh, yeah. to do the Battle Spectra. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is that but some like sort of awesome.
2: dance, Norrin? <laughs> the way yeah, you just just did like it? It's <laughs> really cool. It's like some
1: sort of weird funky move from back welcome, in the day. You're welcome, by the way. We, um, yeah. one, of the things, I, one of the things I find fascinating, because obviously you were on the marketing side, is is how you put these out in an era that wasn't wasn't internet capable you know you had fanzines you had magazines like wizard you had yeah. previews but you know a lot of it was was print and show based right. so it how you actually promoted them and one thing that that's telling for me is when i look at marvel universe 90, 90 uh, 93 which is series three, and the masterpieces is the number of different unique so for example marvel universe 90 there's there's a number of four card panels yeah, And they were different depending on where they went. So was that kind of you plugging into the existing distribution network that the comics had? Because um, I, I don't yeah. remember yeah i'm just i just find it fascinating but okay it's like okay there's all these different channels
0: let's just do a unique piece for each was that a conscious right. decision that that was, yes. was taken to do that very much very much so so what what you keep in mind where i started the story and i said i was going to loop back around yeah so we had a sales force who were distributing where cigarettes were distributed which is convenience stores um mass marketers the hobby universe was something completely new to us and initially you know there wasn't a lot of interest like the think about it you're a c-store guy you're going to put something at the point of purchase you know by the cash register or behind the cash register like the hobby guy the hobby guys are coming from they had done a little bit dip their toe in the water with selling cards but it wasn't there wasn't a huge high demand for cards. They were selling comic books and yeah. stuff like that. And so we were coming in at the same time trying to give each of the categories something that was unique and interesting to them. so if you you know if you look back at that time, and I found a couple a couple of examples of this. There, there were like some mass marketers like Walmart, or it may not have been Walmart at that time. But there were mass marketers, or Kmart, we were trying to get in, where we did these big blister pack things. Yes. Yeah, so there are these mm. big, that you could see going to rack displays. Yeah. Right? So they weren't those beautiful little boxes. We actually had to do these flat rackable displays. Yeah. You know, because we were trying to get stuff as into wow. as many outlets as, as we could. Mm. Um and then, you know, it didn't take very long for it to kind of catch fire. And we knew we had something, you know, with particularly the Marvel cards. Yeah. Um Wow. and and you had a whole hobby industry and and I think somewhere along the line it was striking the right balance between the hobby industry saying hey you did this special tip-in card you know for Kmart and they don't even support the hobby so what's going on? Yeah, so there, yeah it wow. was there was a lot of negotiation there was a lot of purposeful we didn't concern ourselves that much with the aftermarket but then we started to see this stuff, like when you go to comic cons, and it's like, "Hey, where'd you get that press sheet?" You know, "Hey, how'd you get a whole set of?" <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, yeah." So, wow. Yeah, there was a lot of. I think at that time, once it became popular, like I can I. There's a very short list of people who like deserve to have a frame press sheet because they worked on the thing at the time. It was their yeah. product. Yeah. And you guys have been supporting the hobby, and that's groovy. You know, it's all good. But there was definitely a time like in the mid-'90s because I think what was happening is probably the people who were printing them We're like, hey, I'm going to put a stack of these aside, and oh, I'll sell them wow. to my buddy who can sell them at a comic show. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. So if you actually look at some of the press sheets from the mid to late-'90s, there's actually a theft statement on them. Whoa. And wow. selling a whole press sheet is – amounts to that. It's kind of like, um, you know, with the videos, piracy is not a victimless crime. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah.
2: Wow. That's really interesting though. Yeah. I mean, especially if they're more of like a commemorative type of thing, right? If they're really there to kind of announce the success and the completion and a memory and a, a token, a memento type oh. of thing. Yeah, I can definitely see that being I don't know. That has to kind of hurt. I can totally understand that 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my thing was, if we can push out 35,000 cases of cards, like for masterpieces, Mm. and people love it, and it's making its way out, do I really care what happens in the aftermarket? We're on to the next thing,
2: right? Right. And also, too, yeah, you are really are next onto the next thing, literally, right? I mean, by the time I'm assuming by the time that stuff is printed and distributed, you're working on the next
0: well set. I'm guessing precisely. So we lived. Oh. Are you guys familiar with Gantt charts? Yes, G A N T T. Yeah, yeah. So a Gantt chart is this calendar with overlapping. You know, so we would look at our product releases. That you know, it takes about six months to put a card set out, so. Two months into Marvel Universe 2, we had started working with Jim Lee on X-Men, which overlapped with Masterpiece. So we had all this stuff going on. And that was just for Marvel. But wow. for Skybox, Impel, then Skybox, and then for Flare, we had all this other stuff. So for me personally, as a as a strategic business unit director, <laughs> you know what that means? Full circle. But doing all, yeah, doing all of that. Non sport stuff while the Marvel, you know, the Marvel stuff is getting done. I'm flying to Muncie, Indiana to meet with Garfield. We wow. did Arch, Archie's comic book cards. We did, oh. I mean, if you look at like a non sport update from that time, man, yeah. we did a lot. You know, I, I was also the brand manager for Star Trek. Uh, so yeah. I was flying yes. to LA and doing all that. Yeah, there, was, there was like, a lot going on. It wasn't like I was just. You know, planning Marvel sets. That's what I wanted to to talk
1: about, actually, because Star Trek is when I, when I, when I, this this sounds so creepy. First of all, I'm peeking at your LinkedIn profile, then I'm Googling you. But it
2: it, it is a bit weird. i to stop him, but he wouldn't listen to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's the real reason Joe hasn't been on. It's the restraining order. Um, so I, um, when I when I Google uh, you, obviously um, there is a guy on 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 the interweb um, who has. Uh, quite a decent. There's there's the Marvel variations of this, but there's a guy who's really into his Star Trek cards, and he's got a site where he has images of the cards, images of the boxes, images of the packaging, images of mm-hmm. any press releases that came out. So he's got a number of press releases, and and the, one of the ones I found that I really like. I'm I'm just going to put this on the screen again because I think it's absolutely right. fascinating to see. Um, because it actually does mention you by name in this press release, I'm sure you. Um, oh, will get that. I, first of all, I love the Skybox logo because great so cards sick. are hard to find. I, I love that. Um, I mean, it's, it's just really cool. So this is mm-hmm. from. Uh, for, for, so for the, we'll put this on the tasting notes because it is out there in the public domain um, for immediate release, May 24th, 1995. Yeah, Skybox 101, putting horizontal card sets in albums, and so this is basically. Yeah. You know, not necessarily pushing a specific product, although you do mention Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek s Generation. Oh, good heavens! Collection. Look at that. But you're talking Dang. about you know, storing them, and it kind of touches on your on your your notes about it. the nine card, <laughs> yeah, about your your kind of uh, the way way of approaching this from a collector mentality. Um, and I I absolutely yeah. love. Um, how you um, you go on uh, to say here Um according to Star Trek yeah. marketing manager Ken Baroff so first yeah. of all Star Trek marketing manager that, that's what you should that's cool man on your, on your LinkedIn because uh, people know that um, a lot of card buyers aren't aware that when certain Star Trek card products are put together in nine card plastic pages correctly the yeah. card backgrounds form pictures I, I, I love it that this amazing. is a press release and it's in and of itself yeah um and um, so I, I think that's fascinating. And I, I found um, something else that um, kind of speaks to your, um, I, I guess your 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 passion for that 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 kind of thing. Uh, this is his site, actually. Um, Dear God. So was it what J- is J- jklm.net he's got a star trek card so i don't know who the guy is I, I found it as i was googling and he's got all sorts of you'll see here look he's got all sorts of stuff star trek cards written this out. makes me oh. so happy yeah no <laughs> oh yeah you're, super cool you're 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 in there you're recorded it's like yeah it's you high, really are <laughs> God,
0: I, did i say anything sweet? it's uh, no well, I, I don't I, no, I don't think i so. thought in that <laughs> statement that you just read because you didn't go down to the next paragraph where it says it is imperative that you put them <laughs> imperative is kind of a strong word isn't here we it? go yeah yeah I well said yeah. it's imperative that you put the sheets together the right way
2: i'm amen brother is it, I'm, is it
0: imperative
2: yeah what, well, But i what would I, agree with your statement there it, it, i'm just gonna put that it, no there.
0: it just in it come on man it just <laughs> increases the enjoyment Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not as, as much fun if you can't and, make a picture. That's, I'm and, not sure say, your summation. but the payoff <laughs> I took myself too seriously then. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. no, no, this is perfect. Here we go. But the payoff for, and I love this, correctly arranged yeah. nine-card subsets of Star Trek cards is great. So it's worth the effort, he said. Yeah,
0: and I actually it. said those things. Yeah, yeah. Got wow. it. good old George White. Hats, wow.
1: hats off to you. Um, there's a, there's another lady that lady's name that pops up on the press releases a lot. I can't hmm. remember off the top of my head. Um, they did a lot of the later ones actually, um, but there's a, there's reference here and this this fascinates me and it just it the very short paragraph just speaks to to things starfleet mm. collection card set so in 1993 skybox made a set of six cards with images from the original series That's movies and this was a box set of six letterbox videotapes that was limited to 5000 so but back in the day, and I remember this because I was—I had a wall of VHS tapes and then I gradually moved to DVD and I'm kind of somewhere in between now. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for old digital formats, by the way, as we've talked about on, on previous episodes. I've got a whole mm. case of HD DVDs over there, which was the format lost out to Blu-ray. But anyway, I digress. Um, where marketing of VHSs became a thing when they started releasing widescreen versions of them, and that was actually a marketing like thing, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, how mm-hmm. can we sell this product against someone? I know we'll release a widescreen version of it, and for yeah. a whole period of time, you'd be able to buy a, a regular, because the TVs, don't forget, couldn't do it. They were they were four by three, um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the late nineties you started getting those beastly televisions that were about six foot deep that Mm. were actually wide wide screen format Um, but um, here we go so there were three regular and three holographic cards in this Mm -hmm. Starfleet collection of VHS sets the hologram cards are the best ones to date Ken Baroff that's you. Mm. Reports. Paramount spent extra money to get the best quality. Something not as practical as normal card sets. Yeah. And the cards were found in this set. Comes in a black plastic box that opens with a key. This yeah. set retailed wow. for two hundred bucks in nineteen
0: ninety
1: three. Yeah. It's so, like
2: wow. That's so thinking? cool. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's be honest, right? The um, well, I, I'll true confession and then I'll be honest. The, the true confession is in order to get to my Marvel stuff, I went through the Star Trek stuff as well. We've actually got it pretty in this closet that I was talking my closet of wonders. And <laughs> I spent as much time and care doing the Star Trek stuff, and we did a lot. So, 94, yeah. 95, 96. Yes, um. Because there were so many properties, but we kind of put the Marvel treatment to it, which was we did original series. We did Next Generation. We did Voyager. We did Deep Space Nine. Um, Yeah, it was. And the thing. Yeah, that is so cool. And and with Star Trek, we had um, the coolest thing. And it wasn't part of this series. We had a motion card. Have you ever seen the sky motion cards? Those are super cool. Yeah, yes. it's like an animation, a little flip yes. card with animation, super cool. Um, and the so the uh, where was I going with this? But yeah, the, the, I think I think the thing that's that's interesting to me is the level of creativity, mm, right? Yeah. And it wasn't just me. I mean, it was we had a team of people that were working on that stuff. Uh, the Marvel, you know, Marvel was a team of people. Star Trek, I started with that just because it was more slightly more recent, um, and Star Trek had a very similar kind of passionate fan following. Yeah, right. To to Marvel, and that was, I think, our what what we did a really good job with was. Designing from what would be amazing to the collector. Mm. Yeah. To somebody who's really into the property, like what? So, so that release, which, yeah, Ian, you got me on that one because I remembered it (laughs) when I saw it. It's like living (laughs) someone else's life. It's so weird. And But that was something I probably was at a Star Trek show and people were displaying these. And I was, I went to our PR guy, which was George White and said, you know, we need to (laughs) make sure people know that if you put these the right way in the freaking nine up sheet. Yeah. You know, it's good. It's we designed these. We didn't design these. So you're going to put them in backwards for God's sake. Right. And by that point, because it was three years later, and I had won the battle of the X Men, where I had <laughs> oh. those beautiful nine-up sheets that made Norm so happy. Beautiful, yes. Yeah, right. That was that was like X Men series two was like a perfect set. I think yes. masterpieces was perfect. You know, those were just as good as they could be. But the Star Trek sets, we did some really creative, interesting stuff, pushing technology, using the, you know, the shiny holographic materials that we we did a lot of stuff that I'm really, really proud of when you, you guys have given me license to look back on it and remember it. And, and again, doing the research, which I had to do, you know, doing a little bit of my own googling and it's like wow there's all these people who are like 30 somethings or you know generous yeah well whatever <laughs> you. you know 30 somethings 40 somethings but <laughs> but gr- grew up with this stuff it it did exactly what it was intended to do well i was going to say earlier like you
2: mentioned about how these cards were a gateway into comic books and gateway into understanding these characters. I am a product of that. Um, I didn't grow up on the comic books. I grew up on the cards, which got me into the comic books. Like I remember me and my friend in our neighborhood gathering around, looking at our cards as hokey as this is and reading the power meters and remembering like what our characters' powers were, and like coming up with all these scenarios, reading their backstories, all this really fun stuff. And that was that was a lot of my childhood was those cards. I still have my fir- my very first Silver Surfer card that I ever Sweet. collected. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so, because of the way they were designed, laid out, what your team did and what you what you so kindly spend your time doing, and you know, perfecting and working so hard doing really affected a lot of us. I mean, it's not just me, definitely,
0: yeah, well, you're you're very kind for saying that, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, you know, when Ian first reached out, um, I was like, Deeply gratified, but also a little bit nervous because it's like, I don't really I don't. It's so interesting going through this stuff and the kinds of questions you guys are asking and your reactions to what I'm talking about. I'm like, who would you know, who would care about this kind of thing? But it really was an interesting time. It was a really and it really kind of was that much fun for you know, an idiot just a few years out of college. I'm talking about myself, not the other people. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I got to work on this super cool stuff. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, we took it seriously. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, yeah, yeah, we took what we were doing seriously and we put a lot of care into the quality of what we were doing. We could not have imagined that... You know, in 2020, like if you were to talk yeah, to me in 1992 and say, looking ahead, you know, a uh, fortune teller told me in 2020, you're going to be on a podcast. What the heck is a podcast yeah. <laughs> with guys talking about what you're doing right now? I couldn't have believed it.
1: No, it's, believed it. it's absolutely. That's the thing. And I, I don't, you know, I, I don't. You know, I don't want to um, get, mm. make you feel uncomfortable in any way. But this, the, the work that you and your colleagues, and not to mention the artists, of course, and the, I know the guys at Marvel were, were massively, um, you know, the kind of art directors, artist, I guess, yeah. in in terms yeah. of you know the direction yeah. that things were going. In. But the the work collectively that you put out mm. professionally, that you were paid to do, mm. regardless of your level of personal interest in it, and your personal, you know, interest and care and attention. is is the fingerprints are all over it which is why I raised those press releases it's it has influenced so much about how the sets are made now, how the sets mm-hmm. are marketed now, how um, how revered the original ones are. There are people now, just now, and I guarantee that this will be the case, someone will hear this podcast who has never seen any of these sets, yeah. and someone will go and seek them out, and they were produced. I mean, you mentioned a staggering number of Marvel Masterpieces 92. It's a really affordable way to earn deeply, deeply high-quality art and trading cards and something fun and it doesn't yeah. take up too much space in your home. No. So We
2: have let's... guys in the group who, and, and women in the group who are doing this with their kids and getting into the sets. Yeah. Like We have people so who come cool. on the group like, listen, I love these cards back in the day. I never held on to them. I have some cash now to enjoy them fully. What should I buy? And it's always your sets, right? It's the milestone golden age of trading cards that comes up. Yeah. And that's that's what people are able to dive into. You know, a lot of things have changed. Not really. I mean, the foundation that, you're, that your team and you built is the foundation that all these new Marvel cards are on, right? They're mm-hmm. right now more for the premium collector. You know, it, mm-hmm. they're not really as widespread which is a little sad because then you don't really get a chance for a lot of the younger audience to kind of mm-hmm. break into this right it's a lot mm-hmm. of us who have kids and all this other yeah. stuff that can share but yeah you you are the foundation which is insane to say i mean yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy <laughs> pretty
1: crazy as long as and thank you cuz you know Seriously, thank you for yes, sharing obviously. this time yes, with yes, us thank you you of know for sharing <laughs> your memories about it cuz I you know I recently got this and it it makes me happy because um this is the last thing I'm going to show you I promise um <laughs> this makes me happy and, Rock and roll, what man. we've said I know this will have your fingerprints all over it this is the star trek of the next generation 39 yeah. collector cards behind the scenes now oh, yeah uh, behind so- the scenes of Star Trek and Next Generation, to me, at that age, was infuriatingly irresistible. This is number 20,509 of 50,000. So, that, you know, there's a lot of these out there, and I have broken yeah. this. St-
2: The 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 hinges broken.
0: These are It's ruined.
2: These are beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, Ken gets it. Ken, Ken gets it. You've ruined it. it. It's already broken when I
1: when I when I acquired it. To be fair,
2: but um, but I
1: I and I I'm torn because there are thirty nine of them, so it won't nine page. Yeah. it's it's short of 45 um which would be um yeah, five i can't do my nine times table uh five <laughs> sleeves which is so it it would be four and a half sleeves so i've actually chosen to leave them in here yeah
0: uh, which is what that's they were intended to be it's to be in, in that little, it came to you in that little plastic yeah. box uh, yeah. this yeah. little plastic
1: box has survived pretty well i mean there's 50,000 of them out there but um but you know it's 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 gorgeous um but it, but the level of um Access you would have had to uh. stuff that wouldn't have been in the public domain. Obviously you working under NDA. you know, I, I had a similar thing because I used to work in West End theatre. So you know, we'd have access to a lot of stuff that wasn't out there and you know, hot on sales and things like that. And I work on licensed properties now. So um, so wow. it is it is um, um, giddy quite frankly to, yes. to be able to be in that but then also to be able to see the impact it has on other people yeah. Um, so yeah
0: yeah so what's really cool Love. about that since we started off with my long-suffering wife um, I was actually <laughs> at the the wrap party for the next generation they had this big party on the on the Paramount lot you know like this oh. huge deal yeah I was like it's cool, I no, mean, it's cool. I have, that would have been it would have been 1994. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So I'm at the party and do, you know, the? I'm peripheral because I'm just a licensee. Yeah. And, uh, do, you know, meet the people I'm needing to meet. And I'd worked with all the, you know, the actors and stuff. So I knew them. And I'm sitting at a table with with a pregnant woman. And we're having this whole conversation and I get into this and just a lovely, lovely lady. And um, at the end of the night, her husband comes and gets her, who it turns out is Jonathan Frakes, who's Oh. OK. Yes. So so then I said, you know, this is so, so I'm talking to my you were wife, You're talking like,
1: to Jeannie Francis.
0: Correct. Wow. You're a step ahead of me. As Sorry. A,
1: Sorry I so, to so anyway,
0: my no, it's, it's, you're not you <laughs> haven't ruined anything. Wow. So I called my wife the next day and I'm like, yeah, I had the nicest time I was talking to Jonathan Frakes, wife. And, you know, I guess she's an actress, too. And so my wife's like, so who? You know, she didn't know the connection. I said, "Jeannie, somebody." She's like, "Jeannie Francis, you moron!" <laughs> like, yeah, she was pregnant. She's like, "Yes, she's pregnant. Yeah. She's, you know, she's doing." I said, "So, how do you know all this stuff?" She's like, "How do you not know this, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, no, she was, she was super. That's those, guys, those guys were. Those guys were great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, but those are the kinds of stories to be able to tell to be on, you know, it, going on to those sets and getting your picture taken like on the. Bridge of the Enterprise, or oh, at please the tell me you've at Deep Space Nine. Of course I did, <laughs> but oh, that's oh. not. But that's not the point of this podcast. And,
1: oh, well, we we cross out. No, we I've just got,
0: changed it. I've changed the name yeah, of the podcast. We're like <laughs> going <laughs> in my collo- Wait a minute. Let's let's just oh. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I want this, everybody to know last thing because I have to last thing. Yes. You guys, yeah. This is the longest podcast you've ever played. There's more than happy. Okay. That. So there's. No, this isn't what it was supposed to. Wait a minute. Let's get to the camera. That's it. So there's Garfield at a comic show. That was Jim Davis, who's the Garfield artist. I have lots of pictures with Marvel superheroes, but we'll pass on those right now. (laughs) A lot. There's a picture of me with the swamp thing. There, no. Way. This was in my short time at Fleer. That was in late '93, so that's with Wolverine. That's a, so cool. Oh, that's wonderful. At a comic show, yeah. But I'm I'm getting the really there's a really cool one in here. Um, here it is. I love this. So this is.
1: <laughs> oh, it's in a Star Trek branded envelope.
0: No. Oh stop no. It. So, What was May nineteenth, nineteen ninety four? Is that was that the
1: broadcast date of the final episode, I believe?
0: Then there it is. So this was good work. So as part of the party, well, I just happen to I I have my keepsakes, but is that not cool? So I was, I guess, I was at a station. I Also got a picture of Deep Space Nine. And
2: I'm I'm gonna say something. You definitely could be wearing the uniform. You play the role, (laughs) my friend. It looks good. (laughs) With the
0: mullet and crazy crazy hair and wow. Simpson. Yeah, that's wow. just so cool, man. Crazy, right? Here's the Fantastic Four. Oh,
1: yes. that's brilliant. Right?
0: Wonderful. Yeah, wow. it was really fun. I mean, it was, look, and and then going into non-profit work, um, I would dope. say this was an amazingly... You know fun enjoyable creative time in my professional career i'm so glad i got to be a part of it i'm so glad you guys gave me a chance i should thank you for getting a chance to relive it a little bit oh we are so grateful that you're here man sharing this so much fun
1: Right, well, uh, uh, at that yeah. point. Okay. Now That's that now that we've seen Ken on the uh, bridge of the um, Starship um, Enterprise, Who would have I, uh, this is where the show Marvel, would have gone on a
0: Marvel card. podcast. Kind
1: of, you know what? I I kind of, yeah, hey, hey, Marvel have done Star Trek comics, so it's all good. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, I, very I did, good. I, I go. think we've 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 kind of peaked at that point. So yeah. I think. <laughs> what else can we say? Without without further ado, Ken, Ken, oh, Ken, yeah. you know how we we end our podcasts with our um, enjoy collecting sign off. So would you be so kind as to bold Go and lead us out of this episode.
0: This is Ken Barroff, formerly of Skybox, and for all of you out there in Marvel Cardland, enjoy collecting.
1: Thanks for listening to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash MCCP. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by googling at the MCC Pod. Which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at mccw marvel card collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards Fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one
2: make mine marvel
1: and enjoy collecting